In all my years, I've never seen anything like this. Are you gonna let this man, Mr. Nick Kelly, walk away with your money? I'm going to walk away with your money. Well, uh, folks, we've got a real humdinger tonight in this corner. Nick the dumb dude fighting Irish Kelly. That's, that about sums it up, yes. Accurate. Very accurate. And in this corner, we've got the talking animal hating Ben the Boy's Cup Moon. <laughs> Don't hate me, Mr. Ben Moon, with the punching and the biting and the possible kicks to the throat with the very high kick. But we have to keep it uh, rated G or rated PG. Parental guidance over here. Oh, Jerry Lewis is going to lose all our subscribers. <laughs> Every week we see a downturn. Uh, where, this is actually an experiment episode where we do Jerry Lewis to see how many losers, I mean, how many subscribers we can lose. At this point, we're just trying to entertain ourselves. <laughs> it's just, we're, we're, we've fallen off the rails. You know, Nick, I was actually giving some thought to, like, when we hit episode 100, like, what if we just change up the format of the show so it's like... 10 minutes of trailer talk and the rest is like us playing stupid games i like this idea <laughs> and then like and then if we see like more people started to listen we were like well gosh we should have done this the whole time hey mr mattress people i'll stop doing the voices if you give me the money for the beds and the sleeping on them i'll also take a free sample please and i don't want to be a square but i do want to read ads for square <laughs> Build it beautiful over here. This is a direct threat to advertisers that we will not stop doing the Jerry Lewis voice until we are paid to do so. <laughs> well, then they look at they look at the uh, the catalog, the back catalog of this show, and they say, "Guys, we we're hearing a little too much Jerry Lewis." <laughs> and you'll continue to do so unless you pay us to stop. Speaking of paying us to stop, what did you stop watching this week? What we done had watched this past week. Oh, jeez, Louise. Uh, so I watched, um, started watching It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia season two, like you told me. Mm -hmm. And uh, it's kind of, it's, uh, it's, it's interesting. It's an interesting show. I did find myself laughing. Um, it's, it's edgy. Like it's, like I, I'm like, how do they, how can they do this? How can they make these jokes? Oh yeah, they, they push the envelope, but they're also, they're, it's written so very intelligently that they have a they have a way of using stupid characters to make smart points which i i like and then there's a they get so meta as it goes on there's an episode about how basically everyone else wins emmys and they never even get nominated but it's not about it's about bar awards or something but it's really funny like jab at the emmys and stuff that it's very good it gets it's still. I haven't seen the last couple seasons just because it's been going on so long that there's so many seasons, you know. Like The Simpsons. Yeah, exactly. But like the main, the main bulk of seasons is very good. Well, I think I'll probably continue watching, just because it's like you can just have it on. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Started watching season four of Castlevania. It is definitely an improvement over season three. Oh yeah. So it's treating you well. Yeah, it's pretty good. They, there's these characters called um, Forge Masters. That's it. So they have these characters called Forge Masters, mm -hmm. and I just think they're like both of them are kind of the most uninteresting characters in the show. And it's just like, and they're doing more of that season four. So I don't know what they're gonna do with it, but um, it, the action is better. I will say. 
Is this the final season, or are they doing another one? So they are doing another one, but it's actually going to be a different Belmont. So it's going to be Richter Belmont, who I believe predates Trevor uh, for, by, by a, a good bit. Don't quote me on that. I could be wrong. I could be making a fool of myself, a Castlevania fan. No chance. I could be We've make- never been wrong before. <laughs> uh, this isn't the Dumb Dudes podcast or anything. Uh, so I will definitely finish the season, um, and I hope there's more action. All right. Yeah. Uh, last thing I watched, I watched a couple of episodes of Sweet Tooth. How's it treating you? So you know how it has a, a high uh, rating on Rotten Tomatoes? Yes. It earns it. It's. Yeah, well, I want to watch this. It's the thing where Jess wants to watch it too, so we have to watch it at the same time. So we yeah. haven't, started, haven't started it yet. but Yeah. Yeah. That, that's the problem I'm having with Aaron because we watch Loki together. and we saw, I still haven't seen episode three. Yeah, I can't say any spoilers to you. I got to be careful. Yeah, don't do it. Don't do any of that. So I know your pain of waiting to watch with a significant other. Um, but I will say there, there's only there, I only really have one criticism of this show. Sweet Tooth is that there are CGI animals that are n- not not all that great. Mm-hmm. Um, but the rest of the CGI is good, and it's very. There's, this show has a lot of heart, okay. a lot of heart, and it's not like you're gonna, you know, ball your eyes out or whatever. But it's like it's just a lot of heart, and it's um, it's just it's good. It's really good. All right. Well, I'm looking forward to that. Yeah, for sure. Definitely, I would say definitely check it out. It has to be better than the first thing that I watched this week. Oh boy, which is Birds of Prey, the uh, Harley Quinn. Birds of Prey movie. Nick. Yeah. Were you able to finish it? This is the question. Were you able to finish it? I can finish anything. I am trained by Mystery Science <laughs> Theater. Uh, so, yes, I watched the whole thing. Now, um, this is what I have to say. Okay. The stunts are not good in this. Uh, no, th- they are and not. And I can tell why. Because of my obsession with stunt performers. This is a case, and I can tell, where the actors want to do their own stunts. Uh, but they're not qualified to do them, and so the stunts are dumbed down. So, and I, the way that I know this is that the other stunt performers that are playing act- like villains are waiting their turn to get hit. This happens a lot of times in things. I hate that. It's very prominent in uh, the Last Jedi in the fight in the chamber where Rey and Kylo are fighting the the red guard guys you can see that most of them the guards are waiting their turn to be killed and they they don't attack until the actor looks at them which is how this movie worked birds of prey um i would say i liked i liked this movie more than most of the dc movies i've seen which is not saying much but i thought it was it's better than the suicide squad uh the the first one that was better than Batman vs. Superman, which I I said before that I can finish anything. I've never finished Batman vs. Superman, so I, I was wrong. <laughs> I, I can't get through that one. Uh, I, I thought it was better than Justice League, which I hated. It's I thought it was better than Wonder Woman 1984, but not better than the first Wonder Woman. So, it's not good. I didn't like it. I'll never watch it again. <laughs> But there were some things that I did like in it, like mostly Ewan McGregor. I always like him, and uh, I like the actress that played Black Canary. <laughs> That's about the nicest things I have to say about it. 
Oh, also, I would have I would have also done all of this for a sandwich like Harley did. <laughs> I love sandwiches. Yeah, breakfast sandwiches especially. Yeah, I'll go to war for a breakfast sandwich. But yeah, I didn't like it. It wasn't good. I think The Suicide Squad will be good, but not, this wasn't that for me. Yeah, we'll, we'll get into that later in the show. Did uh, after the thirty minute mark, which is where I made it to, does it does it get any better? I would say that the first two thirds are the best of it, and the last third is terrible, like all DC movies. Oh, so I I'm really dodging a bullet by not watching that. The last third was was terrible, uh, because it was it was like this big fight, and they had they had a cool set to do the fight, the final fight scene in it. It was like a like a carnival type thing, but all the wide shots looked like. Uh, blue screen and the stunt coordination was awful but i'm i'm obsessive with stunts so uh in the exact opposite end of the spectrum i watched six out of seven episodes of mayor of east town dang the kate winslet detective show on hbo yeah it's one of the best detective things i've ever seen whoa you've seen a lot yeah i've seen a lot this is extremely good it's it's so the format of this is in terms of because there's like a lot of different like detective genres you know this is the small town secrets genre Mm -hmm. where it seems Mm -hmm. normal at the beginning and then as it goes everyone has little secrets and they reveal them mostly at the end of the episode when Mm -hmm. i'm like i'm gonna go to bed after this one and then the end of the episode happens and it's like nope i need to watch the next one uh the cast is really really good this has got kate winslet evan peters is in it um guy pierce is in it it's got uh oh now i'm blanking because i i'm trying to talk about (laughs) who's all in this (laughs) gene smart is in it uh yeah it's just a really good cast and it's just fantastic it's really good it has it has if i'm gonna compare it to something it has a tone that is very much like Broadchurch, which is a David Tennant, Olivia Coleman detective show on BBC. So it feels like an American Broadchurch, even though they did an American Broadchurch called Grace Point, which I didn't watch. This is very much in the same vein as that, so it has that tone. The characters are very good, the writing is really good, the twists are all really good, and I'm literally dying to go watch the last episode. <laughs> Yeah, so anyway, Mayor of Easttown is extremely good on HBO, and if you like detective stuff, I highly, highly recommend it. And then I've just I've been rewatching Star Wars Rebels, and I just want to say again that season three of Star Wars Rebels is one of my favorite Star Wars things. And uh, the Bad Batch is still airing on Disney Plus, and if you haven't started the Bad Batch yet, but you've seen the Clone Wars, I you should watch Bad Batch because it's just as good as season seven of the Clone Wars. Excellent. It's going to take me a long time to get to it, but I will get to it. It's the only thing I've ever seen where they added a kid character that was like uni- immediately universally beloved by the fan base. Like she's the least divisive character of all time because she's so adorable and she's got that like New Zealand accent because she's a clone. Oh, nice. Yeah, just like how she says all the names of the Bad Batch guys. So it's like Wrecker is Ricka, <laughs> Ricka Teak Hunter. They those those uh, kiwis are endearing, aren't they? Love them. Best accent. Love love those kiwis. All right. Well, that's what we done had watched this week, and so now let's talk a little bit about this here new news. Welcome. 
to the Dumb Dudes News Network. We got some some weird ones here and some cool ones. That's exactly right. Okay, so this first one, boy, this is weird, Nick. Uh, this is the worst crime ever done. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, this is a um, this is something coming out on Netflix called Sexy Beasts. This is a, uh, a <laughs> the worst crime ever. Done. This is an attack on on the American public by Netflix. This is like a declaration of war on the psyche of everyone who has a Netflix account. It's basically it's basically punishment for subscription. You know how all the QAnon people think that like. There's this global cabal, and that's the big danger, you know, is this, like, like Satan-worshipping cabal or whatever. Uh-huh. They, they're, they're missing it. This. Yeah. This is the evil. This is the evil that will do us in. This, this, is, this is the downward spiral. Sexy Beasts on Netflix. Tell us about Sexy Beasts on Netflix, Ben. Hey, Nick, have you ever seen a dating show in your life before? I have. Uh, you know, people go on dates, and, and and sometimes they take these shows and they put a little, they put a little twist on it. You know, a little twist. Oh yeah, uh, like, some, uh, like they make them. It's like a blind date or something. Right? Yeah, yeah. Or they, or it's in the dark. The date is completely in the dark. <laughs> or, or um, they never get to actually see the person, or you know, they only hear their voice. You know, it's like all this kind of stuff. Well, imagine everybody is dressed up like Zubily Zoo. <laughs> Okay, and and it's like two people in in different animal costumes the entire time. This is a bunch of Rick Baker monstrosities dating each other. <laughs> it, uh, is the is the brony community just salivating for this? This is like a bunch of mid stage anamorphs, like having to go out <laughs> on dates. <laughs> this is this is the island of Doctor Moreau. <laughs> yeah. This is of all the things that I've said in my life. That seem like they they would be fake shows on Thirty Rock. This is chief amongst them. <laughs> That's exactly what it is. It's a fake show on Thirty Rock. Yeah, like you'd slowly get clips of this in the background of Thirty Rock. It's basically Milf Island from Thirty Rock. That's yes. That's that's exactly what this is. I mean the the promo image that they have here is this woman with a like I said a Rick Baker esque SFX artist. Uh, dolphin head that it's like dr moreau like you said like a like a half dolphin woman with a uh, it frightens me and it disturbs me yeah they're in like clothing like suits and clothes with these heads and the like these hand cut like these gloves it's 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 grotesque nick it's grotesque yeah so these doctor who monsters from the 1970s have to go out on dates with each other (laughs) And it's sort of designed so that it's based on personality, but it's really only designed on you don't know the literal details of the face because you can still judge the body. Yeah, th- this should be called like Distraction Island because it's like the entire time, how you, can you even concentrate? Yeah, like this is what happens in the backstage of the masked singer, like <laughs> when they're all trying yeah. to hook up afterwards. Anyway. It's it's so stupid and so terrible that it's probably actually pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> it, you know, you'll probably be like, man, let me just see how stupid this is. And by episode four, you're like, well, dang, they got me. <laughs> like, I'm watching this because it's dumb. And then you watch the whole thing and like, boy, that was stupid. <laughs> <laughs> 
I can't believe anybody would ever watch that. So anyway, look forward to this on what we done watch. <laughs> <laughs> Sexy beasts. All right. So then uh, next piece of news here, we've got a supernatural spinoff is in production. I'm going to let you take this one. Yeah. Okay. So this I'm only putting on here because of the tea that comes with it. So uh, Jensen Ackles, who's one of the brothers, one of the adult uh, weird brothers that live together on Supernatural, um, posted this thing that he was producing a prequel series to supernatural about like their parents or something and that he was going to be narrating it like the wonder years and the other brother who is supposedly good friends with him in real life posted that he didn't hear about this he's like this isn't someone asked him about it and he's like no nah, it wouldn't it's not real i would have heard about that and then the other one was like yeah it actually is real and then that one was like, oh, cool, I wish I hadn't heard about this on Twitter. Like, thanks for telling me. So then they got in a fight about it, which has since been publicly Twitter resolved. But I just think it's hilarious that this stupid show that lasted 15 seasons when it only should have been five has garnered a spinoff that caused a fight between the two 50-year-old brothers that were the main characters. So I just like the drama of it. It's very funny to me. Supernatural. Never seen an episode in my life. First five seasons are fun. And then it takes a nosedive like everything else. It goes too long. Everything should... Dramas should be five seasons. Max. Five seasons yes. max. Yep. Yep. 100%. This is the five mm-hmm. seasons... This is the five seasons agreement or the se- or the five seasons accord or the season six disease prevention agency because season six disease is a thing. We could be like the Five Seasons Initiative and have like a Dharma Initiative logo. I like it. And we'll, we're, our aim is to disrupt TV shows that are in season five so that they, they don't renew them. That's it. Kevin, make us a, a, a logo for the Five Seasons Initiative. The, we will have that in the inbox by Tuesday. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Kev, Kevin. Also, in case anyone is interested, I'm thinking about taking one of the the logos that kevin designed and making a t public t-shirt if anyone would wear a trailer blazers t-shirt let me know koalas uh nick i don't even know the words that are in this next one you're gonna have to do this okay so do you remember a couple weeks ago we talked about the deep house that movie that was about a haunted house underwater Mm. so uh that's a french movie that's being released june 30th in france and we were curious as to what was going to happen to it in america yeah um, I ha- I found out what happened, so I thought I would include it here. So Blumhouse, which is a very famous uh, like horror movie production, right? I've heard studio. of them. Yeah, they they purchased the distribution rights for for uh, the Deep House in America, so they're going to release it on Epics, which is a service that I don't really know what is. So I don't know if it will only be on Epics or if it will be on other places or what Epics is. But if you were interested in that by us talking about it, it is going to be on Epics, whatever that is. Oh, it's with an X. E-P-I-X. Yeah. Yeah, I've heard, I've seen it. I mean, I've seen the name. I don't know what it is. Yeah, I've seen the name. Don't know what it is. Yeah. Okay. Well, so, uh, 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 welcome back to the Dumb Dudes Podcast. <laughs> we don't know. <laughs> but I gave you I gave you more information than we usually do on this one. I came here looking for news and information, and you're giving <laughs> me nothing but lies here. Well, I have some news information on this next thing, which is Disney is making a Tower of Terror movie starring Scarlett Johansson based on the Tower of Terror ride. And there's no word as of yet whether this will be anything to do with the Twilight Zone, which is what the Tower of Terror is, 
or if they're sort of spinning away from the Twilight Zone to make it more of an original IP. I don't see I don't cuz it's Guardians of the Galaxy now. Right. And the the funniest thing about it is this article is talking about how they could maybe move away from the Twilight Zone and that's how they might retool the Tower of Terror ride. And I want to be like, "Hey, Slash Film, they already done did that. They retooled the Tower of Terror ride and they turned it into the Guardians of the Galaxy ride." So, I don't know where they got that information from, but yeah, so anyway, they're making a Tower of Terror movie with Scarlett Johansson, and because they're making it with Scarlett Johansson, I will watch it. Welcome to the uh, Twilight of the Galaxy movie. <laughs> Starring Black Widow. Starring Black Widow. All right, last piece of news is that uh, this is a big old secret. Um, this is a little whisper secret from me to you. It's a, but it's a, like a rumor. It's like clickbait. Yeah, it is. Uh, InsideTheMagic.net has reported that Grand Admiral Thrawn, who's one of my favorite Star Wars characters of all time, may have already been secretly cast and filmed live-action scenes in the Book of Boba Fett before he is in other things, which will he will most likely be in the Ahsoka series because she's the one who name-checked him in Mandalorian. And I just really hope that's true. I love Grand Admiral Thrawn. He's... I loved him since the 90s when the Heir to the Empire books came out. He was pretty much my favorite. And then I got really mad that the sequel trilogy kind of made those not a thing. But then they brought him back in Rebels, so I got less mad about that. And they're just kind of doing Heir to the Empire in between uh, Return of the Jedi and and Episode Seven, So that grudge has been pretty much eliminated from my heart. And with live-action Grand Admiral Thrawn coming... Even if this isn't true and it's, I just have to wait till Ahsoka, I just can't wait to see it. I really hope they cast Lars Mikkelsen, who is Mads Mikkelsen's brother, who did his voice in, in Rebels. Because he he has the look and, and I already associate that voice with Thrawn. Ahsoka is and uh, still remains my most awaited Disney Plus uh, property. Oh yeah, 100% me too. Ahsoka and the Obi-Wan series. I want them. I want them a lot. Um, all right, well, that's all the new news, folks, and that brings us to the Alternia trailers. Yeah, we have a, a kind of a weird one this week that you discovered. I did. It was suggested to me by YouTube. Wow. Wow. Uh, so there is an Akira limited edition leather jacket coming out for purchase by Funimation, and they made like a 45-second, one-minute commercial uh, for it. And it's just, it's exactly what you'd expect. It looks like they're in some kind of club. There's flashing lights. There's a lot of, like, close-up shots and, like, flash, you know, flashing from different angles and stuff. And that's about it. With some music. Oddly enough, I don't remember ever seeing the back of the jacket, which I feel is the most iconic part of it. With the pills? Like is, yeah. Is that, did they show that? Because I don't remember seeing it. You know, I don't think I remember seeing it either, but it makes me think, did they just not put it on there? It's just the jacket? That's what I'm wondering, because it kept showing from the front or the side. It never showed the back. I better make sure of that. (laughs) Yeah. I got it pulled up right here. Okay. And, okay, yeah, so there's this girl and this guy, and it's cutting back and forth between them. Now, it's it's doing little flashes and showing pills in the little flashes. Oh. Because the back of the Akira jacket has has a big pill on it, but yeah. every time they sort of start to turn, it cuts away. Oh, there! It doesn't look like there's anything on the back, but that was a very brief shot. So I I feel like it's just an Akira inspired jacket, 
and it doesn't have the pill. Do you think any like anime nerd podcasts are going this deep into this trailer like we are? I certainly hope not. <laughs> I hope this is a one-time thing for the universe. <laughs> uh yeah so it's a i mean hey look it looks cool the jacket looks cool it's a little baggy on that girl though don't you think a little bit baggy yeah it, she pulls it off better than i would even so I just, is that in style is like a big old baggy jacket in style for girls i have no idea what's in style god yeah i know i'm probably asking the wrong person but i definitely don't know i i mean the way that i have things in style is that buy clothes that i see ryan gosling wear you know, that's you know that's true. You do you do buy his clothes. Um, I guess I don't notice anybody under like the age of twenty three, uh, unless unless they annoy me. <laughs> yeah, that's the same. I don't know what they're up to. Yeah, I don't know. I have no idea. They they, they feel very alien to me. Uh huh. I'm I'm like uh, Liz Lemon, like a bunch of scary teenagers on the subway. <laughs> <laughs> you know, one time I did see some scary teenagers when I was in Oakland. I was riding the train. Were they menacing you? No, they 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 were they were probably totally nice, but like they just looked. They were all in their Raiders gear, and they looked they looked intimidating. Look, I'm afraid of all people. <laughs> so, <laughs> Nick, uh, guys, Nick's afraid of all people. Okay. Uh, yeah. <laughs> all right. Well, let's move on to the question times. The questions times. This is a fun one. I feel like devised by me. Uh, from the Shang Chi trailer that came out this week, which you'll you'll understand more when we talk about that. But based on the new Shang Chi trailer, who would you want to see in a Marvel cage fight? This is a perfect question. It's very timely too. You know, it is. Yeah. So I said I actually put a couple of answers, and it looks like you did too, because we're Marvel nerds, and we we can come up with this stuff easy. Yes. So the first one I have is Black Widow versus Elektra. That would be one of one of the best things to watch. Yes. Yeah, I think it'd be awesome. No, and I'm and I'm making this the uh, stipulation: no weapons in the cage, right? No weapons. They yeah. just have to fight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So knowing that, I also uh, pitted Shang Chi against Shatterstar. People will remember Shatterstar from the Deadpool uh, sequel, where he was squished pretty quickly on <laughs> into the introduction of the X Force. And I will remember uh, Shatterstar from the comic books from the 90s and action figures. Very, very 90s. He's very 90s. He's one of my favorites. I loved him. Still love him. Oh, yeah. Um, okay, so then I said Ronan the Accuser versus Luke Cage. And I'm assuming this is just Ronan with no Infinity Stone powers. Oh, this is just a plain old Ronan from, like, uh, Annihilation series. That would be pretty cool. Yeah. I think it would be a, an, an interesting match, uh, whoever won. Your last match is your best one. Oh, do you think so? A hundred percent. Okay, this is this is kind of a strategic pick, but um, Domino versus Longshot. How would this even? Okay, so Domino's power is basically uh, extreme luck. Well, and, but 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 in the comics, Domino's power is tuned to her will. Right, and and Longshot is very similar. Yes. Now, Longshot, I was I always understood his power is just to be innate, and so he's just lucky all the time. Which is one of the awesomest powers ever. Would they just keep missing each other? Or, like, would one... Over, like I th- how does this work? I see. I think their powers cancel each other out, so it's just a normal fighting match. Okay, so their powers cancel each other out because they're both lucking out. So yes. 
So I feel like it would be a normal fighting match where neither one of them gets very hurt, but they both land a lot of hits. Yeah, maybe that. Oh, yeah, that's a probably a good way to explain it. Um, do you think that the TVA would show up to something like this because they're they're dealing with probabilities? They're, they're basically probability altering, and they're uh-huh. they could be shooting all kinds of things out of the timeline. It could be unless it creates a sort of. This might create like a time plug where. Because those two are stuck together, it creates a sort of vacuum where nothing else can happen around them. A probability vacuum. Yeah. Uh, this could this fight could collapse the universe. <laughs> okay, I, I now I see why you think this is the best answer that I have. Yeah, I was I was pretty jealous of this uh, answer. <laughs> I think I, I think a couple of mine are pretty good though. No, you got some good ones. Although two of the characters that you named, I'm not super familiar with. Okay, well, my first one is is I just picked two good brawlers. Yeah. So I picked The Thing from Fantastic Four and Colossus from X-Men. Uh, I just want to watch them fight. They're both real big, strong guys. Uh, they would just clobber each other. Uh, it, I would, I would want to watch that. It would be clobber in time. It would be. And then my second one, this, was, this one I think is, is genius. Like, uh, close to your Domino and Longshot one. I would like to see Chameleon from Spider-Man and Morph from X-Men because they both have the exact same power. They look the same. What are they going to do? Turn into each other? They can't do that. If they're going to turn into random characters, the other one can turn into that character as well. So like if if Chameleon turns into Wolverine, okay, Morph's going to turn into Wolverine. Who what if if I was one of them, I would change myself into whoever is like very close to them like a loved one like a daughter you know don't yeah. hit don't hit me dad <laughs> you know but then like the that. other one's gonna do the same thing <laughs> so it's just so too... then you just have chameleon's daughter versus morph star i don't think morph lived long enough to have no a i don't think he did either this is a toughie like is this just gonna be a street fight with like because their powers sort of again cancel each other out almost i kind of want them to just keep flipping into different characters to try and get the edge on each other so it sort of like turns into a rock paper scissors and who's whoever is faster would win Hmm. my next one is blob from x-men and big bertha from the uh great lakes avengers they're very similar characters except blob is always giant and big bertha can change and this one I picked because I thought it would be cool because it would turn into a sumo match, and sumo wrestlers are cool. Okay, so I wasn't really familiar with Big Bertha, but yeah, two big guys uh, sumo wrestling sounds fun. Yeah, Big Bertha is is one of the uh, Great Lakes Avengers, so she hangs out with like Squirrel Girl and uh, and them. Okay, I don't, I don't know any of the other ones offhand. <laughs> <laughs> I forget. Uh, and then my final one is Sugarman from X-Men Apocalypse, uh, Age of Apocalypse, and MODOK, because they're both giant head monster bad guys. Yes, okay. So Sugar- I wasn't familiar with Sugarman. I thought you might not be, and so I have the Marvel Legends figure uh, right here to show you. Oh, because good. Because he is ridiculous looking. Oh, wow, yeah. So he's like a giant head with like horns, and he's got four arms, and short little legs, and a giant like tongue and he's uh he fights the new mutants in age of apocalypse the x-men comics which i am currently reading and uh so i i got the the marvel legends one out just had to show show you but as you can see he's a giant face like modok so these would be two giant head face guys flailing at each other <laughs> i would pay to see that yeah so it 
I, I feel like you'd have to let Modok use some of his weapons, though, because he doesn't have anything else. That guy has big, strong arms, and Modok's got these little mm-hmm. ba- baby so arms. You gotta let him use some weapons. Yeah. Maybe not any, like, disintegrator rays or something, but maybe, like, a buzzsaw on a stick or something. <laughs> <laughs> buzzsaw on a stick. The, mm-hmm. One of the finest weapons that you can have. So let us know, who would you want to see in a marvel cage fight and it doesn't have to be just movies it can be only movies uh anything you want any marvel characters fighting yeah you can you can even name stuff from the sony or the fox universes yeah anything you want just two marvel characters in a cage fight who do you want to watch and you can do multiple answers like we did yeah of course of course all right folks well that is uh, all we've got for the question times and that brings us to the new new New, 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 new. New, new. New, new. Trailers, we have a Baker's Design. The wickedly talented Baker's Design. Wow. 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 You ever just like get just your stomach so tight with watermelon? Uh, yes, I have done that. I did that recently. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I do it all the time. I went to a barbecue last, uh, last Saturday. A friend of mine's getting married, and she had like a, a pig roast, and I ate a lot of watermelon and a lot of pork. That sounds delicious. I love that stuff. You know, watermelons this year have not dropped in price at all. I haven't purchased any. I've only eaten the melons of others. At Costco, they're five ninety nine here, and they usually start out that, and then they drop to like three ninety nine, uh, and they have not dropped at all. So I don't know. I guess it's just expensive to ship watermelons permanently. I guess so inflation we get a country and inflation here uh all right so for god did we even name this first one here we did not okay so the first tra- <laughs> we, <laughs> we talked about watermelon <laughs> jeez this is the worst okay first trailer we got here is called how it ends yeah so this is a uh, end of the world comedy and the synopsis here is, In this feel-good, apocalyptic comedy, Liza embarks on a hilarious journey through L.A. in hopes of making it to her last party before it all ends, running into an eclectic cast of characters along the way. So I believe that a lot of uh, very funny comedians are in this, and it's sort of just going to be... I don't think they're... I thought that originally they were playing themselves based on the trailer but I'd, looking at the imdb list they all have different names but um it looks pretty funny i thought from the trailer mostly because the first person they run into is fred armisen and i'm a fred armisen loyalist and as soon as i saw him i was like i need to watch this movie just so i see every scene that he was in so i would also like this to take this time to say that i am also a fred armisen loyalist i think he's hilarious and he did also pique my interest seeing this there's a lot of other people in this bradley whitford's in it he's funny um charlie kelly from uh, charlie day i said his name from always sunny charlie charlie day from always sunny yeah uh, Olivia Wilde, Glenn Howerton from Always Sunny, Nick Kroll, who's great. So all these people are in it. It's going to be good, I think. It it looks like it has sort of seeking a friend for the end of the world vibes, but less, a little less serious than that, because that was still funny, but it was a little more serious. And this looks just like straight up funny. Uh, Colin Hanks is in this. Uh, he looks and sounds just like his dad, Tom Hanks. It was nice of Tom Hanks to provide a replacement <laughs> in case something happens to him. He did. Hey, thanks, thanks for that, Tom. 
Yeah. Um, all right. So second trailer we have here is for Snake Eyes, a GI Joe origin story. Yeah. So Snake Eyes is is a movie about Snake Eyes from GI Joe. I don't need to break it down any more than that. This trailer looks awesome. It looks awesome. Does it not look awesome? I was like, oh my gosh, oh my gosh. Like I kept saying, oh my gosh, in this trailer, and I was like, and I, Aaron was laying right next to me. I said, am I into this? And I was, and I kept watching. I, I go, I go, oh, I am into this it looks so cool okay all of the stunts look good in the trailer yes the stunts look incredible uh the actor looks good the like the dynamic he has with that other guy looks good uh samara weaving as scarlet who looks just like scarlet from like the gi joe figures the baroness is in it and she looks like the baroness it just looks really cool but it, it doesn't look bad and cheesy like the the previous, like the Steven Summers GI Joe movie, was terrible. Oh, yeah, bad, 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 bad. I I was when I saw this on the list, I was like, I didn't, I was not excited about watching this trailer at all. I was like, okay, mm-hmm. let's just let me see a new cut, you know, a couple new, and then this is a completely new trailer with stuff you haven't seen with awesome stunts, and and it will win you over, I promise. Yeah, I I was I just I I'm so afraid because of the other two gi joe movies that are really bad but i feel like this is like you said last time like it's like bumblebee where it's yep. like they those don't matter this is they're rebooting like a soft reboot soft reboot. that's exactly yeah so yeah. hopefully it'll be in a good direction here looks really good yeah it really kyle is it's an awesome trailer like it is an awesome trailer mm-hmm uh, all right. Oh, another good trailer that we have here is for the suicide squad this is the third trailer i think this is the third trailer, uh, which I normally don't include like third trailers unless I'm really into it. But this one has all different footage from the previous two trailers, so it's a completely new trailer. And the plot synopsis for Suicide Squad is: Supervillains Harley Quinn, Bloodsport, Peacemaker, and a collection of nutty cons at Bell Rev Prison join the super secret, super shady Task Force X as they are dropped off at the remote, enemy-infused island of Corto Maltese. I don't know what any of that means, but I know that the bad guy of this movie is a giant starfish called Starro, and that is hilarious. Uh, all these characters look funny. It looks like a James Gunn movie. The special effects are good for once for a DC movie. It just looks good. It looks weird. It's got Doom Patrol energy. Yeah, it definitely does. It's visually, I would say, this is stunning. Oh yeah, it looks great. James Gunn knows what he's doing. Yeah, this is gonna, this is one of the most visually interesting movies that I've seen a trailer of in a while, and uh, they definitely got me with the starfish gag in the movie, yeah. <laughs> like when he was talking about <laughs> John, John Cena. John Cena, yeah, <laughs> they got me with that one. I laughed. That out was loud. good. You should put that clip in. Starfish is a slang term for a butthole. Think there's any connection? No. Uh, <laughs> That's clean enough for for us. It is. It is. Uh, so John Cena's funny. Uh, it just looks good. It just looks really weird. It does. I also don't think I don't. I I get the feeling that nobody has plot armor in this because they let James Gunn do whatever he he wanted as part of his condition to directing it. He had no notes from the studio. Nobody has plot armor, so he's pretty insistent that literally no one is safe in this movie. So I'm expecting at least one sh- shocking character death. You know. Who do you think it'll be? I just of the main character. It looks like that Margot Robbie, uh, John Cena, and Idris Elba are the main three. Maybe the protagonists. I don't see. I I think Harley will live, 
just based on see it, but that's plot armor. But I I don't think she she could die, and it would be shocking. I don't know. I don't think anyone's gonna make it except for maybe a couple weirdos. Only time will tell, I suppose. It's kind of fun to to have all these rando characters and then have none of them have plot armor, though. I'm pretty sure that polka dot man's gonna die. I think that weasel's gonna die. Oh yeah, <laughs> that weasel, <laughs> Pete, Pete Davidson. <laughs> he's sitting next to the weasel guy and then harley's like is he a werewolf and then pete davidson freaks out and he's like you sat me next to the werewolf and he's like trying to unbuckle his seatbelt. it just looks really funny it's gonna be hopefully good yeah i'm pretty excited about it we're gonna see it we're gonna see it because of uh tim gunn tim gunn Gunn. (laughs) tim gunn suicide squad (laughs) callback callback (laughs) oh my gosh all right moving on uh we've got a trailer for the harder they fall yeah, this is a Western. It's when an outlaw discovers his enemy is being released from prison, he reunites his gang to seek revenge in this Western. So this stars, again, Idris Elba. So it's Idris Elba week here on Trailer Blazers. It is. Yep. Um, it, also has, it also has Regina King, who is very good, Lakeith Stanfield, Jonathan Majors, and perhaps greatest of all, Zazzy Beats. Hey, uh, they had me at Zazzy. As soon as she popped up, I, I was like, this is a Netflix movie, so it's it's easy access. And I was like, oh, this looks kind of cool. I might check this out. I like Westerns. And then Zazzy Beats popped up, and I was like, I'm going to watch this because she I is beautiful. <laughs> she is not difficult to look at at all, buddy. Let me just tell you that. So you had us at Zazzy. Yeah, so you got me with that Zazzy Beats. I'm going to watch this movie. It looks cool. It's a Western, Regina King. She's She's pretty cool. Uh, Lakeith Stanfield, and he's cool. And Idris Elba, obviously, everyone loves him. Yeah, some fun gunplay in this, looks like. It's almost like a Magnificent Seven type style stuff. Yeah, it's very stylized. Yeah. Uh, at the beginning, it said, from director James Samuel. And I I was I was a little confused. I was like, who who is that? And then I'm looking at his, his producer thing. He's not, he's not directed a lot of things. He's only directed a couple little things like a jay-z thing and this other movie but the trailer was good enough where it's like oh he's pretty confident you know for sure yeah so we'll 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 probably end up watching this yeah uh then we have a trailer for settlers yeah not of Catan, so don't (laughs) good one dad (laughs) i just said it first (laughs) when the trailer was on (laughs) so she's the dad uh, mankind's earliest settlers on the Martian frontier do what they must to survive the cosmic elements and each other. So this is takes place on Mars, which means it was probably filmed in Utah. It uh, has all the red rocks and stuff. There's like yep. bandits and and the Mars has clearly clearly been terraformed at this point. It has a bunch of actors I have not heard of. Uh, I have heard of so- Sophia Butella. She is the, probably the most famous person in this. Uh, people yep. may remember her, her as the mummy in the Bad Mummy movie, and she's in the Atomic Blonde movie. But she's she's great. I like her. Uh, this is a movie that where I maybe would have written it off a little for being a low-budget sci-fi movie until I saw that movie uh, Prospect, which was really low budget but extremely good because of of the subtlety exercised in the world building and settlers could potentially be that way has nothing to do with prospect it has none of the same people involved it's just that movie made me sort of 
have to check some of my biases against low-budget sci-fi. I so I actually thought about Prospect as well when I watched this, but my my thought was this looks about the same budget-wise as as the Prospect might have been, and it has, and that just means that it has the potential to be good. You know, in the right hands, it you can make it good. Yeah, it depends on the strength of the writing, which is perhaps the purest form of being good if it achieves it, like like Prospect did, which was so so good everyone prospect on netflix is really really good and you should watch it and thanks thanks to clint moss for recommending that we do because man that was so good that was a great great recommendation clint uh all right so settlers is i don't know what this is coming out on i think it's coming out on netflix but i'm not sure well i'm I'm gonna keep my ear to the ground on it because i do want to see it yeah same uh next trailer we got here buddy it is a full trailer for shang chi so this is even cooler than the first trailer, which was awesome. Yes. We get yes. a lot more action shots. The choreography for the fighting and the stunt work is, is as you would expect to be for a martial arts-centric film, fantastic. It looks really good. Even in the trailers, it looks good. And, and that sometimes doesn't always come across. Also, we got two giant reveals in this trailer of two very awesome things. Uh, yeah, so before we get to the one that was revealed at the end... There is a shot of a dragon. Yeah, it's a big white dragon that's underwater. And he like he's in the water, and he opens his eyes, and there's this big dragon in the water in front of him. And it looks awesome, and I can't wait to see what this dragon's deal is. Uh, there's an island that they go to, and Michelle Yao is there from Crouching Tiger. And... Uh, she appears to be training him in some some form of combat which i wonder if if the power comes from the dragon so because he's going to need some sort of power to take on the mandarin who's using the power of the ten rings yeah it does feature a, a scene where he is like doing some energy pull on some of the rings and so maybe he has some sort of connection to them it looks like he could maybe take them away if he was strong enough because the mandarin sort of tries to attack him with him and then he's got his own sort of orange power force that stops the rings from coming at him and then also maybe he could sort of upend them and take them for himself it'll be interesting to see um i think some people thought it was fin fang foom but fin fang foom is green oh yeah no i don't think it's fin fang foom that's just because that's the only other dragon that they know of that's what i was thinking and he's not really even a dragon he's a mcclown or whatever mcleod not mcleod what is he called (laughs) Yeah, he's a fox mcleod he's one of those aliens he's a mcleod i don't know i forget what he's called some kind of dragon alien they're called the mcleod thank you robot voice so what i thought was the coolest thing about this trailer was after the title card it cuts back to a quick shot of aquafina and uh simu Liu are are in like a cage match bar which is why we did the cage match question for the questions times and the combatants in the cage match that they're watching, and I believe Shang-Chi is, is signed up to fight in the cage match based on the dialogue, is a Doctor Strange type sorcerer, someone who's trained in the, the mystic arts because he's using that orange glowy shield, and Abomination, who has not been seen since the Incredible Hulk. Was he in prison at the end of... I, I, can't, I just watched it and I can't remember. Yeah, because he didn't kill him, he just chained him up, and then they took That's him it. away. Yeah, and uh, in this, he's he looks a little different. He's more comic accurate because he has got his ears, his like, his uh, he's got those fin ears. 
that he didn't have an Incredible Hulk, and I'm glad they added him because now he just looks like Abomination. And so I don't know if he's maybe still mutated a little for a little more, or if they're just they're sort of taking what they need from the Incredible Hulk and not worrying too much about it. Like they took William Hurt as General Ross, and they're taking Blansky as uh, Abomination out of it, and then we'll just move on from there. But I'm excited to see him and also he's going to be in the she-hulk show so i think this is just a way of getting him back in our our consciousness oh that yeah that that absolutely makes sense yeah yeah so anyway watch the shang chi trailer and uh think about who you want to see in the cage match i can't wait so the seventh trailer that we got here is for infinitum infinitum this is going to be a short one for us because it it's not very engaging this is a mind-bending slice of British science fiction with cameos from Sir Ian McKellen and Conleth Hill, who I don't know who is. Jane is trapped in a parallel universe and is forced to find a way to alter her reality before it is too late. So it's a time loop movie where she just has to try things to get out of this. Like It's basically like a, a quantum escape room at this point, you know? Yeah, that's, it. that's exactly what it is. Uh, Gandalf is in this. And the the rest of it looks really low budget, so it's like, why did he do this? Yeah, I don't know. Maybe he was friends with someone who was working on it or something. Like, maybe the director directed some some stage play or something. Or I, I have no idea. It's it's definitely it's not a very interesting trailer. It sort of has that that thing of oh, another time loop movie. <laughs> And then also it has a, a, a colon in the title. It's infinitum colon subject unknown. So I don't uh, trust colons. Yeah, this is a loose colon right here, man. <laughs> yeah, it is. So anyway, <laughs> skip this one. You know, I was thinking, how would um, how would Christopher Walken say the name of this movie? Infinitum. 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 <laughs> infinitum. Subject unknown. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> That's it. To my spin, fell in a bucket of cream. That's enough of that for me. <laughs> now, uh, next um, thing that you can watch. I don't even want to call it. Uh, what, this is something you can watch. It's a series on Disney Plus, and it's called Turner and Hooch. Okay, so this is this is a TV show based off of the 1989 Tom Hanks movie Turner and Hooch. Which is a classic Tom Hanks movie. But this movie appears to be the son of Turner. And they killed off Tom Hanks. I don't know what this is. It's some weird thing where Tom Hanks is dead. And I have to accept that Josh Peck is the son of Tom Hanks. When I've seen Colin Hanks. No. Wait a minute. 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 Are you sure they killed Tom Hanks? He said his dad was has passed away or whatever. They said before he passed, he left you this. Oh, see, I was thinking that his dad just saw the dog in the 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 uh, like humane society and and then just adopted it and gave him to it. But he's still around. Like you can call him on the phone. Unless this is not a sequel, but it looks like it is. If he's if this Turner is supposed to be the same Turner as Tom Hanks, well, let me tell you. Josh Peck is no Tom Hanks. No. This is not this is, looks terrible. Actually, I think this looks first of all, it looks terrible. Yeah, it doesn't okay? look good. I'm not gonna watch this. Th- this looks like a Hallmark movie that they somehow edited into a show. Turner and Hooch is a classic movie. This didn't doesn't need to exist. This is would you say this is offensive? Yeah. I well it's kind of just doesn't matter to me, so I'm not offended. I just 
I don't. I, I don't wish it to be. I wish it not to be. Smeagol does not wish it to be. No, this is this is a mess. Get this out of here. Get this out of here. All right. So, uh, well, I will say at least the dog was real in this. Hooch is crazy. Hey, you got any good hooch? <laughs> Who got the hooch? Oh wait, I don't want to pay for that song. It's a great song though. God, that's a blast from the past. I haven't heard that song forever. What, what year did that uh, come out? I don't know. It's a good song though. All right, next trailer we got here is for Annette. This is the worst movie ever. Uh, <laughs> possibly scary. of all time. <laughs> it looks so bad. This is the one where we called uh, Adam Driver that he looked like um, a guy with the orange mustache cartoon. Nigel Thornberry. That's it. <laughs> yeah, so this is the one where, where Adam Driver... Adam Driver talks in this movie like Buffalo Bill from Silence of the Lambs. It's so weird. Marion Cotillard is unrecognizable. Uh, she's got like uh, short red hair. I didn't know it was her until I read the the movie poster right now. Anyway, the the plot of this is a stand-up comedian and his opera singer wife have a two-year-old daughter with a surprising gift. That doesn't come across. If anyone's a stand-up comedian in this, they're not very funny. This looks like a perfume ad. Yeah, this is like a, this is a cringy trailer. I just, it's, I kept being like, okay, is this like high art and it's going above my head and this is like a masterpiece or is this just look as bad as I think it does? I think it's, it's that, I think it's high art that is bad, but like people, some people will say it's good because it's high art. It reminds me, there's a thing in the Simpsons when they have the film festival where Barney Gumble who's the town drunk makes this movie and it's like this art piece you know it's like a black and white art piece and at the end he goes don't cry for me i'm already dead and this (laughs) this woman next to him is like talking about how like deep the artist's soul is and he goes thank you and she goes did something crawl down your throat and die and he goes it didn't die (laughs) <laughs> anyway this trailer's terrible but at least it made me think of a good simpsons episode <laughs> this just seems like like such a pretentious movie Did it, it's it the most across... pretentious thing it gave me douche chills <laughs> oh my gosh i don't know i'm not gonna wait, wait. i'm not gonna ask for an explanation <laughs> <laughs> i don't like it I, yeah, it's bad Bad, bad, bad. Okay, next uh, trailer we got here is Twist. This is also bad. So we're in the we're in the back alley of the trailers for this oh, week. Oh, hundred percent. We should have uh, saved one of the good ones for the end because, folks, it ain't gonna get much better going forward. There's one that I might check out, but like, okay, so this is like, it says a modern take on the classic tale of Oliver Twist, but it looks like it's an edgy reboot of Oliver Twist, which is just really <laughs> sort of dumb. <laughs> <laughs> it's it, it, this is again it's like a 30 rock show in the background where you see like oliver twist with a pistol being like <laughs> make my day yeah this seems like a thing where like <laughs> uh, like tracy would have been in it <laughs> it's just yeah. so stupid like michael kane is in it and he's playing fagin and like like oliver twist is is like a tough street punk like guy Ritchie's oliver twist and Lena Headey is in it as like a cop who's pr- pursuing him, and I was just kind of like, oh, "Please, with stop with the, with the edgy reboots and the modern takes. I don't like it so much." How, how many frames a second is a movie? Twenty-four frames a second. Yeah, 
You see 12 frames of Lena Headey in this. Yeah, yeah. She They filmed this. She was on her way, like, walking to film yes. Gunpowder Milkshake, and they just filmed her without her knowing. <laughs> no, it was, like, at night, too. So, like, she's, like, sitting in her car, and they just shoved a camera in her face, like, we just got to get a shot. Yeah, TMZ filmed her shots. <laughs> <laughs> this looks terrible, dude. Twist looks terrible. This, what even is this? The second half of the new new trailers this week, we've become Mystery Science Theater 3000. <laughs> Yeah, like, like listen, if you you listen to the first half and you're like, okay, I'm, I'm hearing about the new stuff, and then the back half is just, if you, you stick around, if you want to hear us take a dump on stuff. Yeah, we're getting sassy. Also, we don't really have video game content this week, so we're extra sassy. We're extra sassy. Just getting all fat and sassy. Our our next trailer is Halloween Kills, which is a sequel to the 2008 Halloween. Uh, sequel, and I have a lot to say about this actually. So you, when you said it was, came out in two thousand eight, eighteen, I, I was eighteen. Sorry, okay, two thousand eighteen. I was like, which came after the one that came out in two thousand sixteen? Which came out after the one that was in two thousand fourteen? Like, they, how many of these are there? There's a lot of them. I don't know the exact number. What what I do know because I saw the the two thousand eighteen one. So I've seen the first couple Halloween movies, like the old ones. However. The 2018 Halloween movie, uh, directed by David Gordon Green and produced by uh, Danny McBride, is a direct sequel to the first one, which cuts the all of the other sequels out of the canon. So, if if you're going by this, there's there's only three movies in the canon, because this one cuts out the other ones. Uh, the last one cut out the other ones. So. According to the 2018 Halloween, nothing happened in between the first Halloween with Jamie Lee Curtis and this one. So if Jamie Lee Curtis ain't there, it's not canon. Anyway, the first one had a cool premise for like a movie like this, where it's like the slasher monster is back. However, the final girl from the first movie has become like a slasher-proof warrior, <laughs> Mad Max warrior. So Jamie Lee Curtis was real tough in, in in the last one. And she had turned her house into like a Home Alone-esque trap-filled slasher-proof like fortress against Michael Myers. And she was like a, like a prepper almost because of the first movie. That's a really cool premise for a slasher movie, which is a boring, played-out genre. However, it didn't deliver on the, the booby trap house. What happened with the house is that Michael Myers showed up, broke all the traps, except for the last one where he got trapped in the basement and they set the house on fire. Sorry to spoil Halloween from 2018. A bunch of people get murdered (laughs) and then Jamie Lee Curtis wins. But then at the end, where's the body? And if, if if, uh, if they had delivered on some of the traps, it would have been cooler. And if he had lost at the end. However, this movie here, Halloween Kills... Looks like the same sort of thing where Jamie Lee Curtis is going to just fight him again because he lived from the first movie. Which, to me, turns it into the, the, the previous string of bad sequels that they were trying to avoid in the first place. You know? Because now it's just the same thing again. It's, now you're going to just have a new string of bad sequels that will, then, will there be then, in 20 years' time, will there be a, a Halloween movie that... That takes place after Halloween from 2018 and counts off all the ones that happened after that. In 20 years' time, Halloween will be a rom-com. 
<laughs> okay, as long as Jamie Lee Curtis is still there in some capacity. Is Michael Myers the James Bond of horror movies? Well, that's hard to say because there's an equal amount of of Friday the 13th movies and like not quite as many Freddy Krueger movies. Is is Jason Voorhees the James Bond of Freddy Krueger. <laughs> oh, you're catching me off guard here. Yeah, that's pretty good. I don't even know what to say. Uh, we'll say we will say uh, Bugs Bunny says no. No. Uh, so no. No. Uh, Schmi- uh, this this twelfth trailer, this Dezinth trailer, Schmigadoon. You th- this this is something you think you're gonna watch? Yeah, this looks really stupid, but it also. It's supposed to be stupid. So the plot of this is a couple on a backpacking trip discover a magical town in which everyone acts like they're in a musical from the 40s, which to me is funny. And also one of the main characters is uh, Keegan-Michael Key, who is very good usually. But the other one is Cecily Strong, who is one of my favorite SNL people, who I feel like doesn't get enough of her due because she's great and I love her. And she's not in enough stuff. And Fred Armisen is also in this, in two episodes of this. Uh, I don't know how many episodes there's going to be. He's listed as two episodes, but nobody else has more than that. So he might be in a bunch. But anyway, Fred Armisen is in it, and uh, Jane Krakowski from 30 Rock, and Alan Cumming, and a bunch of other people. I like musicals. I like musical comedies. I like Keegan-Michael Key and Cecily Strong. I like... Uh, jokes about 1940s movies it looks really cheesy and dumb but it's supposed to so I think I'm gonna this will be one where I give it a try this had the same energy as crazy is it crazy ex-girlfriend is that what the name of that show was uh I know of that show but I've never seen it and I don't remember any of the ads for it it was like a musical type comedy thing I do like musical comedies so I do want to check it out I just I don't know it might be trying too hard is the problem is it unbalanced? Yeah, it depends what Fred Armisen does in it, if I like it or not. All right, methods on the sound. <laughs> how did how did it take so long to get to that one? I know. All right, the Adele Baker's Dezinth trailer that we have here is a celebration for me and Nick. <laughs> uh, because it, we get to talk about it. It is a trailer for Out of Deaths. I would say starring Bruce Willis, but it just has Bruce Willis in it. I would say Out of Death. With a very uncooperative Bruce Willis, <laughs> <laughs> he, he's gone. He's gone from not wanting to be there to actively uncooperative. <laughs> Bruce Willis in this. Okay, let me just read the description. A corrupt sheriff's department in a rural mountain town comes undone when an unintended witness throws a wrench into their shady operation. Bruce Willis in this looks like a dog who's being held for a photo against its will and has got what I like to call escape eyes. <laughs> I interpreted it as they were robot eyes because it is a robot double in the of Bruce Willis, but the technology is not there enough to where they can have enough expression, so it's just kind of, we get what we get. Look into my eyes, Lawrence. I'm quite dead. <laughs> yeah, so Bruce Willis actively fighting being in this movie uh very visibly upset that he's in it not interested in the in this not putting in any effort not even barely talking barely moving his face oh boy free bruce willis 
freaking when you put this on the list i was like as i knew that bruce willis was in this uh and i said nick put this on here so we can talk about how much bruce willis does not want to be in movies anymore he doesn't want this just let okay he wants to be in wes anderson movies yes you watch he's got light in his eyes in moonrise kingdom He's got a, like a flicker of his soul is there. He he loves it. He's having fun. He's present. And then never again. <laughs> That's the last time I've seen him happy. Uh, I, I will say one thing to add about this trailer and perhaps this whole thing. The southern accents in this I find offensive. I have decided that I no longer comment on the quality of accents. as a Just because every time I think one's bad, I'm... I, I run into someone with that exact accent, so I'm not going to say anything about the the southern accents. You're from the south; you may do it. These are terrible. They, why? Like, why are you even trying? You probably had some acting coach who's not from the south and like doesn't know how to coach you and teach you how to do a southern accent. And I've said it before, and I'll say it again: everyone in the south, every single block, every single neighborhood block has its own distinct southern accent. So, well, you're just ignorant. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that's what that's what you say. That's what I say. All right. Well, actually, you know what I say? I say that's enough of these here new, new trailers. Let's talk about the trailer mailers. You've got mail. Yeah. So last week we asked, who would you cast as Namor in the Submariner? Since there's a rumor he's going to be in the Black Panther sequel. Uh, Kevin started us off uh, via email, as he always does. And he said, if I'm honest, I hadn't even heard of Namor prior to this podcast, but upon learning a bit about the character for this question, my brain latched onto the ego-impulsive portion of the character, and which is, yes, and he says he can't shake Dockery, Dockery Montgomery, who played Billy from Stranger Things Season 3, the, the lifeguard uh, who got turned into a monster, from my head. He says, honestly, don't give me a job as a casting director, I'm no good. And he said, or Henry Golding from uh, Crazy Rich Agents, which he didn't want to take credit for because he saw someone else say that. But it's funny that another person went with an Asian actor for Namor like we did. Uh, yeah, Billy from Stranger Things. That would be funny, I think. That that actually would be a kind of a fun a fun cast. Yeah, Billy uh, Billy from Stranger Things just reminded me of Muscle Man from a regular show. Uh, Charlie said Mario Lopez. <laughs> Um, his alternative was jean-claude van damme so mario lopez i don't know what you're talking about charlie i can't see that one uh like namor's gonna come out of the water and start talking about e-news or whatever (laughs) and then but i totally see jean-claude van damme 100 percent because namor like jean-claude van damme is not in on the joke i will submit that i can't see mario lopez as anything but the colonel at this point (laughs) <laughs> oh yeah having watched that movie it's sort of that's it you know like he's colonel sanders now he's not even mario lopez anymore from e or whatever no you know how sometimes we refer to character or to actors as their character name i'm just gonna refer to him as the colonel now. the colonel mario lopez you've lost your name sir uh and speaking of losing names sheila didn't even know who namor was and she commented as such <laughs> so i explained briefly but yeah namor is not one of the one of the heavy hitters in terms of uh, being a household name for Marvel, which is ironic considering he is the first Marvel character. Yeah, I, I will say I've only read a couple of comics where he makes an appearance. He's in a bunch of Fantastic Four stuff that I have and have read because I, uh, of all the things that I've read, chief amongst them, probably most numerous, is Fantastic Four. 
Uh, all right, folks. Well, uh, Nick, tell them if you know if they want to get in touch, if they want to reach out and touch somebody. Let's just do this one video game trailer and not do a separate section. I think because we only have one. I think you're right. Yeah, I think you're right. So this is, this is the tacked on video game. <laughs> yeah, we used up all the video game juice last week, so we really did. There is something that we I didn't see if it, if it, I don't know if this was at E3 or not, but it's uh, Aliens Fire Team Elite. Yeah, we had like a teaser or like an announcement for this a while ago, and it's an aliens like squad game where you fight aliens in a hive as colonial marines, and I think it's a it's a like a multiplayer co-op game, which would be really fun to play with people, uh, if you have a group of people that can play it. Hopefully, it's sort of reminiscent of the old aliens versus predator games. That was really fun, but yeah, that's it. That's all we got for video games. So no quarter portion. Uh, of the show you just have a whole show we went long uh just to make up for that so yeah um who so it, wh- where do they email us at if you, who, yeah. does, does anybody ever email us let me ask you that kevin always emails he he always sends in his responses to trailer mailers uh via email so mainly him and then sometimes we get every once in a while i'll get like a trailer sent in on the email so, if you want to be one of those uh, every once in a while, you can email us at trailerblazerspod at gmail.com. Or if you're feeling adventurous, you can follow us on Instagram at trailerblazerspodcast, which is the the main portion of, of our social media presence. If you want a little update every time the uh, episode goes live, you can follow us on Twitter at trailer underscore blazers. Uh, you can rate and review us on Apple Podcasts, which is uh, the best way for us to gain traction. And if you leave us a five-star rating, five stars only, it doesn't work otherwise. If you leave a four-star or less, uh, you lose money from your Apple account. And if you leave a five-star rating, <laughs> uh, people might might fall for that, right? If you leave a five-star rating, Quick Mickey's going to tell you what happens. Yeah, I heard about the guy one time and left a four-star writing on something else. I, I don't remember what that was, but you know what happened to him? Nobody knows, Nick. Nobody knows what happened to that guy. So I'll just say, you sleep in the bed you make, you know, and, I, and that includes writings. So anyway, if you go on there and they leave a five-star writing like the only kind that you can, then, Betty, we're going to build our own Bruce Willis robot, okay? We're going to get programmers, and we're going to do those Silicon Valley coding contests, and, Betty, we're going to do it right. And we're going to have a better version, a more expressive version of Bruce Willis in a robot form. And then when he gets... Now, here's the... Here's, this is where it gets spicy. When he gets a new role out in Hollywood, and they... Say, we're going to pay you the money. Guess where they're going to route that money, folks? To us. It's called embezzlement. That's a tip. Thank you, Quick Mickey. Effervescent, reticulated, resplendent, as always. Uh, I guess that's the closer for the show this week, because we are done. And for the Trailer Blazers, my name is Nick Kelly, and I am not going to watch that really bad Adam Driver movie. Guys, it looks so bad. Happy Trailers. And I'm Ben Moon, fully protected in my plot armor. Happy Trailsers.
friend of mine is getting married and she had like a, a pig roast and I ate a lot of watermelon and a lot of Armageddon.